podcast one. Okay, are you recording? Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Howie Games. No, you haven't lost the plot. It's not Howie's voice. This is Adam Gilchrist here. I have done a bit of switcheroo and I'll explain more about that next week when the full episode comes out. But at the moment, I've turned the tables. I've thrown the microphone in front of Howie himself. And here is the Howie Player Profile. Mark Howard, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling? Unsure, not nervous, unsure. I've taken some convincing, but I think I'm ready to go. But it is very different playing the role I'm about to play as playing the role I normally play. I didn't think you were even going to look at me then. I thought you're that you're that concerned. You're looking away, not even going to look me in the eye. Well, Mate, don't worry, your... don't worry. I feel uh, I'll, I'll do a bit more of an intro pre the yep. episode, but uh, I've got some nerves because I feel like I'm representing all your listeners and I've got to do the best job possible for them. But well, is- I, I've got to say, it's not up to me for once. It is up to you. If this episode is no good, it's never the guest. <laughs> It's always the person asking the questions. Never forget that. Right. Okay. Even more nervous now. Okay. We're going to get the, the uh, player profile, which uh, has become a trademark of the Howie Games. We're going to whack straight into it. And uh, just, well, part of this whole concept is your listeners love the guests you have on, but there's been overwhelming demand and requests to learn more about you. So here we go. We'll get okay. just some little tasters. And you know the questions generally. I do. I'm sure you're well versed on the answers. Okay. Starting off, nicknames. Well, Howie. Yep. Uh, when I worked in England, it was Skip because I was the only Australian. Yep. Um, a lot of people call me Guru only because I call people mm. Guru all mm. the time. I don't know where that That's came from. It's a bit from. infectious around the traps, yeah, isn't it? It does. It's followed me everywhere. And at home, uh, I am Daddles to my mm-hmm. nine-year-old and a McStinkle to my eleven-year-old. McStinkle. <laughs> McStinkle. Where is that bobbed up from? Well, I don't know. She's got a theory that I don't smell that good at times, so she calls me McStinkle. McStinkle. So I'm a man with many nicknames. It is a house full of nicknames, it isn't is. it? It is. But Howie, Howie, Howie to everyone. I'm not comfortable with Mark, so I prefer when people call me Howie. Yeah, it's always a bit of a shock, isn't it? I find that myself. Right, favourite food? Probably I would have to say if I had to choose one food on the planet to eat for the rest of my life, it would be cereal. <laughs> right. Cereal. Any particular no, variety? Any type. Okay. Any type. No. You can throw anything in. I've got my own little, I'm um, usually combo mix cereal. I eat far too much cereal. So typically after a night when you go to the bar and you say, what did you do last night? And yeah. I say, I had cereal for dinner. I'm actually not joking. I had right. cereal for dinner. Well, that's a bit of concern as to where the next question's coming. And <laughs> on, I don't think I ever want to get an invite, <laughs> but if you're cooking for dinner for people, uh, what are you serving up? I don't generally cook. My beautiful wife, Erica, who I'm sure will feature throughout this chat, is the queen of the kitchen. Uh, if I have to get something for the kids, and if you were coming around, I'd make my world-famous pizza. Um, and if I was really trying to go up a notch, I would make you spaghetti bolognese. But no. a few people have said to me Uber Eats at this stage is what they present, <laughs> and I would probably go that path as well. Can't cook at all. Yeah, I'm in the same bracket there, right? Uh, well, at that dinner, you can invite any three people. Yes. Who are they? Who would you invite? No, it's not about me, no, mate. I would like to do a bit of flipper early. This is, about, this is about you. Don't even pull that one <laughs> okay. at any stage, let alone so early. I thought I'd get away with that. Bono, because mm. I would love to do these podcasts with musicians, like I would love to sit at dinner with him and ask him what it is like to stand on a, on a stage with 60,000 people screaming your name and clapping your hands and they do it. So Bono would be there. Uh, Kelly Slater mm-hmm. because yep. he's probably my favourite athlete. And I'd have to bring my wife, Erica, because 
I would want to recreate the stories with her time and time again about what we talked about. And if I just went home and banged on about Bono and Kelly and she wasn't there, she'd be real flat on me. Yeah. <laughs> fair call, fair call. A couple of good names there. Mm. What are you doing a day off? Uh, surf, if there's surf. Uh, spend time with the family if I'm home uh, and get some exercise. I get edgy if I have an exercise. You do as well. You knock out your 10K run. I always like to start the day with a day off and then it's done. Get it behind me. Mm. Um and more recently, I've been trying to teach myself the guitar, as you know, which is not a good thing. So if you're in the hotel mm. room next to me anywhere in Australia and you're hearing someone play the same three chords time and time again, <laughs> that's me and I apologise. Muscle memory, they say. We're that's 10,000 right. hours. First car. Oh, Genie Pop, my mum uh, and the Eagle, my father, were moving down to Melbourne and I was at university and my sister was at university and they said, right, whoever moves back home, gets mum's old car. Mm-hmm. Now, I was moving back home anyway <laughs> because mum could cook and take care of me. So I was handed the keys to the bright blue Mazda 626, Ooh, which was nice. uh, a beautiful, beautiful car and used to take me to the beach a lot and we had roof racks on. So, yeah, a Mazda 626. And the racks on top. Yeah, Lucky, the racks didn't on have to top. cram it in out nah, the window. No, nah, racks on top. <laughs> Did you say Genie Pop and Eagle? Genie Pop and Eagle. Everyone's got a nickname in our house. Yeah. Um, Eagle because he was from New Norfolk, which is in Tasmania, and they were the Eagles, a footy team, and Genie Pop because that's what Dad always calls Mum. So, yeah, Genie Pop and the Eagle. First job? First job was saving to go overseas. I, I was never really that interested in work, so I didn't work. We lived out in the country, so I didn't have one of those jobs at Pete's Hut or whatever. I worked at Rebel Sport in Ringwood mm-hmm. and in the cricket department of all Whoa. things. And blokes would come in and they'd be looking to buy cricket bats. And I had this spiel, you know, hold the bat in front of you and how's that feel in your hand? And, um, yep, that looks good and you should buy some pads as well. So it was the <laughs> upside. So it was Rebel Sport was the first proper job I had, uh, $14 an hour and $18 an hour on the weekend. Brilliant. Mm. And if you could change jobs, swap with anyone, oh. what would it be? Well, I preface that by saying that I genuinely think I do have my dream job. Yeah. But they always say if you can't play it to talk about it, so I guess it will be to play. The second option would be that unknown guy that drives up in your part of the world and you're a combi lover up the New South Wales northern coast in his combi and he's got his guitar and he surfs all day and he rolls into the pub and he's like the acoustic guru in the background when everyone's having their chicken parma and their pot and his <laughs> old mate that looks like he needs a wash in the back corner, just, just strumming out a bit of Jack Johnson, that probably would be the ideal job for me. Yeah, sounds all right, doesn't it? Yeah. Very nice. Uh, advice, the best piece that you have received or, or come across, even if it was uh, directly or indirectly? Yeah. It's hard because you get so many athletes telling you that. I think the best piece of advice I ever got in a if we're talking work, mm. was from our former boss, Dave Barham, who said about you and Ricky and Flem and Junior when we were starting the Big Bash, he said, make these blokes relatable to the Australian public, do everything you can to show them in the best possible light, make them the biggest stars possible, and that will reflect well on the broadcast, which will eventually reflect well on you. So... I'm sure we'll talk about playing your role when we get to the main body of the episode, but he gave me a clear direction of what to do. Listen to the Craig Bellamy episode on the show and he talked about he gives his players really simplified roles. Yeah. I was given a really simplified role. Mate, you blokes 
even more heroic than you were and more relatable than you were when your helmets were off and that has served me really, really well. Well, the first part when you said make us look good, I thought that's more Mission Impossible than advice but anyway. Well, it depends who it was. <laughs> depends who it was. Junior took a bit of warming up but I got him. I got him eventually. Right, um, <laughs> Favourite concert you've ever attended? Uh, I've seen you two in a lot of places. Mm. I saw you two in Wembley. Uh, and I went by myself. I was living in London and I got right to the front. What year? What year? Oh, so well, I was doing the F1, so it's 97 or 98 mm. at Wembley and it was. It must have been the two days of English summer, so it was a warm night <laughs> and I I got right to the front in the mosh pit um, and there was no, there was no, nothing bad happening. There was just a lot of pushing and shoving um, for people trying to get up front and dancing along and all that type of stuff when you're young and silly. And I lost a shoe in the mosh pit <laughs> and I had my T-shirt half, riff, half ripped off, like in the pushing and shoving. I'd love to tell you it was by a delirious girl, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> so I had to get the tube home with one shoe and a ripped off T-shirt and these bobbies approached me on the tube like, son, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely that, that U2 concert, I reckon. The only bit I don't trust about that, you wearing a shoe, I just don't yeah. believe that. Okay, you blew a double plugger, I yeah, get that. Yeah, I probably did. It was probably Someone not. trod on the back of it or something. <laughs> uh, two most used apps on your phone. Swellnet, which is an oh, yeah. app here in Australia where I can check what the surf is on the Gold Coast uh, or home at Barwon Heads or where you are down in West Australia. I always like to know the waves that I'm not getting. Um, it's a bit ridiculous. I live a kilometre from the beach and I wake up in the morning and sometimes don't go to the beach. I just jump straight on because you can watch a video of what the surf is. Yeah. I guess that's a modern world. The other one that I've come to more recently is one called Ultimate Guitar which Michael Slater told me about um, and it just basically breaks down really complex songs into really dumbass level guitar chords, which mm. is the level I'm at. So I use that a lot as well. Just a digressing a bit on the surf yep. scenario, best surf break you've ever surfed. Oh. You've got to be very limited here. You can't- yep, yep. Uh, there's a couple of breaks in Papua New Guinea that don't even have a name and I think the fact they don't have a name and I've only ever surfed them with my mates on a boat is probably um, amazing ways but you're sitting there out the back You've been surfing all day and there's no one around and the captain of the boat brings you over at SP, which is a Papua New Guinea beer, yeah. and you're sitting out the back having a beer, watching your mates get barreled. No, hard to top. Hard to top. Sounds I awesome. like that you went off script there. Mm. I like that you went off script there. I'm starting to relax. So you, You've got to relax me here. This right is your on. job. Best gift you've ever received. Best gift I've ever received. Um when I was working at Rebel, I was trying to save up money to go overseas. I hadn't thought mm. of this one. I forgot this one. Um, and I was a bit short on funds. I wanted to go around the world. And mum and dad bought me a round-the-world play ticket, which was a combination Aerolinius Argentinus and KLM. <laughs> so they probably set me on the path as far as seeing a bit of the world. So, yeah, that that aeroplane ticket for sure. Yeah, yeah. and there's no, no prizes for any viewer that guesses the answer to this one, but in your wardrobe, your favourite item. My black thongs. Yeah, right, the black ones. <laughs> the black ones. My formal ones. What sort ones. of range? What sort of, <laughs> they're your number one, though. Well, I've still got a lot because I remember doing a game. Everything is so cricket-related at the moment. So I remember doing a game at Spotless with Junior, and I don't know if it was you. might have been Vaughny, but I had a thong blowout on the concourse. <laughs> so I, I had no thongs left to get home with, so I had to go home bare feet, and Junior was teasing me about it on air, and some lovely different varieties of people 
from various thong organisations <laughs> sent me thongs. And all of a sudden I got home and I had like 50 pairs of thongs. So I'm just slowly working my way through them. Oh, Junior's a master of that. He talked about mowing the lawn one day <laughs> and next minute the victor turns up out the front. He did. Bit. And Brett Lee talked about he wanted a 12-string guitar for Christmas <laughs> and he got one of those. So, yeah, that's the old, uh, well, what was it, Alan Jones, cash for comment. You've got yeah. to be careful with that, Guru. Yeah. Couple of uh, pairs of thongs won't hurt. What are you watching on TV? Uh, Queen's Gambit at yeah. the moment. Have you watched that? No. It's good. Yeah. I, I, I watched that. Um, I just finished another one that I think I was telling you about in German. I quite like the subtitles called mm. How to Sell Drugs Online Fast, <laughs> which <laughs> which was good. Do you have to Google to find out what networks and what streaming <laughs> systems play? No. <laughs> that would no. be dangerous territory, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and there's another one called Sabara, which is in Italian. It's about the um, uh, Italian... Uh, mafia coming through Rome. Um, but I, I find I watch a lot of that type of stuff now because yeah. I'm on planes. You're on pa- planes mm. as well a lot. So I watch a lot of different stuff on planes. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? I, I find it crazy that we can sit on a plane if there's Wi-Fi, be halfway across Australia watching a test match from England live. Yeah. Like, it blows my mind. Yeah, it is. It is extraordinary, isn't it? Right, we need to just bang on a bit more yep. here. Favourite movie? Favourite movie. Of all time. Oh, gee. Um, I like Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the second Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Right. My wife will cringe because she thinks I am a nerd with that type of thing. She's not into the Star She's Wars. She's not into it. And the other ones would be The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings, right. um, which I'm reading my kids at the moment. Yep. Yeah. So that's sort of that those type of films. Yep. And as a, when you're a youngster, yeah, your TV show favorite one. Oh, Wonder Years. <laughs> Winnie Cooper. <laughs> I love my wife, but if Winnie Cooper wanted in now, <laughs> right. I'd be that quick. Did you used to watch yeah. The Wonder Years? Uh, yeah, yeah, not quite as closely as you right. did. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. mate, The Wonder Years. Yeah, very good show. Very mm. good show. What are you listening to? Music? Uh, I'm not really into music. Um, but you too would feature there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you too, and probably because I'm trying to learn the guitar, I've been listening to just a lot of acoustic stuff on Spotify. I think well, maybe I could play that, and then I look it up on Ultimate Guitar and I think, I can't play can't it. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast recommendation other um, than your own. Yeah. I listened to one by a couple of my close mates that I put you onto, um, yep. The Sounding Board, Craig yep. Hutchison and yeah, Damien Barrett. But the one that another mate of mine, Lukey Tunnicliffe, put me onto is called Victory, the podcast, which I told you about and yes. I said to your you, your son must Yep. He needs to listen, your eldest, because he's um, going down the acting path, which I'm pumped about for him. It's basically a recreation every of each episode of the show, Entourage. Mm. I just listened to this morning in the gym the one, the two-part with Jeremy Piven, who yeah. plays Ari, and it is outstanding content. Um, so probably victory or the sounding board. It's, it's, that victory one, isn't it amazing that you just have this perception, I do anyway, that People that do a show like that, uh, you know, that runs for so long, eight yeah. seasons, uh, award-winning, that you envisage that they all know every single little bit about each show and what each person's role was and, mm-hmm. and, and the scenes that they created. But, of course, you know, Ari could be filming. Who did he speak about when he was doing that scene with um, Joe Pesky? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and some male strippers, strippers had to come in. in. It was a big setup. Yeah. But the other guys didn't seem to know anything about no, it. Because they weren't there. Clearly they're not there filming it. Well, I think he said he'd done one one on one scene with Kevin Dillon with Johnny Drama in eight series. Eight. They'd yeah. only been in the same room together. Only the two of them that's, once. That's amazing, so isn't it? It's a great concept for a podcast that. Yeah. It's a great concept. And I'm always thinking about podcast concepts and that one, all the best ones are simple. That's mm. so simple. Talk about each episode, yeah. have a laugh, 
get a guest on. Yeah. It, it, you can't do it badly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they've got some superstars. So, yeah, if you're into Entourage, check out Victory the Podcast and you'll want to go back and watch the show, which is very, very funny. All right. Most famous person you've met? Oh, most famous person I've met. Um, well, they're all athletes, I guess. I th- People answer this in different ways. I followed Tiger for 18 holes as the on-course commentator, a job mm. I was really not equipped for. And <laughs> he came over at the start of the day and he's like, you're going to be following me, man? I was like, yep. And the caddy came over at the time, um, Steve Williams, and he's like, stay out of Tiger's way. I'm like, no dramas. But Tiger. Stay out of Tiger's yeah, way. stay out of Tiger's <laughs> way. I was like, yeah, no worries. How, many, how many other, or was you the sole broadcaster because yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys had the rights? Yeah, obviously. that's right. So I'm inside the ropes following Tiger Woods for 18 holes at the Australian Open. Like That is go. as good as you can yeah. get. And I've, I've since done a corporate gig with Steve Williams. I didn't tell him that over Zoom. Anyway, at, but at the end, um, he came up and we had to interview him. And he's like, yeah, nice to see you again, man. Like we'd never met before, but just I think him and the likes of Federer, who's always really great to deal with, um, Serena Williams, I'm dropping some serious names here, but the elite are elite because Mm. they're not just good at sport, Mm. they're good at getting on with people and they're good at being portrayed the right way. To Um, the point where you felt so comfortable in chatting with Lewis Hamilton that you dropped a brother on him. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. We can well, probably find that. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Um, and the boss wasn't happy with it. He's like, uh, same boss, Dave Barham, he said, you shouldn't be calling him brother. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right about that, brother. Yeah, good point. Uh, no, you've nailed it. A few big names in amongst oh, Arnie, it all. Arnie at the Grand Prix as well. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a pretty sort of serious dude. What was your last question to him? Will you be back? Of course, of <laughs> course. Did you solicit what yeah, you wanted? Yeah, and he said, I'll be back. And I was like, bang, bang. It's a very, very tough sport. And if you're enjoying Australia this much, will you be back? Of course, I'll be back. Uh, any superstitions? <laughs> no, none. None at all. Don't have any superstitions. Got nothing yeah, you don't you. strike me as no. someone who's Do superstitious. You? Oh, I did playing. What was your superstition? Yeah, left, left foot onto the field. Every time. Really? Every time. Because you thought it would affect your performance? I didn't think it would, but I couldn't find the courage to, to try it out and risk my right foot going first. <laughs> okay. Crazy. That Crazy. Is. Uh, most treasured possession? Um, yeah, I'm not really a material person, so um, I love my new guitar I got. Um, we often play the game at home with um, Sky and Mac and, and Erica about if the house caught on fire, what's the one thing you'd take? And we were, we were doing it two weeks ago. Um, the big penguin was taking his brand new kookaburra. Skyzy was taking, I think she was taking her guitar. Um, Erica was taking her new running watch and I was taking my guitar as well. So, yeah, probably my guitar. And you probably take these things to this uh, next question, your favourite holiday spot. Oh. And you have been to some very yeah. exotic places. I know that. Yeah, which I hope we can talk more about travel and work in in the podcast. Costa Rica. I've been there now five or six times. I've been there by myself as a single bloke. I've been there with Erica when she was my girlfriend. I've been there now as a father and a husband. Yeah, Costa Rica. It is outstanding. Amazing food, beautiful surf, warm water, friendly people, a lot of different sort of geographical setups, Costa Rica. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I reckon the way you describe it, and we will touch on that, but uh, would spark a real interest in, in your listeners, the very many varied destinations you've been to. Yeah. Is there one destination left that you haven't ticked off yet? Mongolia. 
Mongolia. No. I've always thought um, I had it buzz be in my head at one point as a young bloke when I was in Europe, and I met a bloke who told me he'd been to Mongolia and rode a horse. He said you could buy a horse for about eighty US, I think it is, in Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital of Mongolia. Eighty US for a horse? Yeah, for a horse. I don't know if it's Put a good mileage horse. on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She's not a Melbourne <laughs> Cup winner. I don't know what type of horse. But then you ride it across the Mongolian steppe, as it's called. That is something. I think I'd still like to do. I'm going to have to take some convincing for the E-bomb because she likes your, yeah. she know, she likes your glamping style setup and I don't know how much of that is in Mongolia. Like sleeping under the stars, all yeah. five of them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Good honour. Uh, last couple. Yep. What scares you? Uh, anything happening to the kids. I think yeah, that, cool. you know, that's a cliched answer, but um, uh, it's- anything that would happen to your children uh does scare me. Does scare me a lot. Yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. And the closer, <laughs> the one that you make sure that every guest answers. Yes. You know, anyone that listens knows this. Pizza, is there pineapple on it or not? Because this really can define someone's personality. I, I don't understand how you can have pizza without pineapple. Yes, boom. I don't understand it, mate. Perfect. I don't understand it. My wife thinks it's childish. My kids load up the double pineapple. Yes. So, yes, 100% Absolutely. pineapple on pizza. Yeah, I think that there, that very answer there has just taught me a lot while we actually get on all right. That's exactly right. Mate, nice profile. Thank you. Cannot wait to get into the guts of this proper episode. Right, you've relaxed me. Let's go. <laughs> Back to Snelling by hand to hand. Ham tries to get around a couple, caught between a couple of Collingwood players. Dare I say it, Ham got caught in a sandwich. Oh, no. He hasn't gone with that, has he?